Well, last Sunday, I encouraged our church family to take some time with their own families and read from Luke's gospel in the account of the angel when the angel visited Mary. And since we're gathered as a family here this evening, I thought I would do the same, just to read that passage to you. So Luke chapter 1, verse 26 says this. It says, In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored in God's sight. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with a child and give birth to a son. And you are to call him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Now, we read this, it's familiar to us, but can you imagine being Mary that night? A teenage girl just going about normal life, says the angel appeared, so it just showed up out of nowhere. What amazing news. And it says that she pondered it in her mind because she knew what she was hearing was an echo of what the prophets in the Old Testament foretold about a Messiah who would come as a descendant of David whose kingdom would have no end. But that's not the only angelic appearance that took place in the days leading up to Christ's birth. There's actually another one with Zechariah. Zechariah was the father of John the Baptist. And this is the account of the angel visit with him. It says, then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at his right side at the altar of incense, because Zechariah was a priest serving in the temple. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. It goes on in verse 17 and says, And he will go before the Lord in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of fathers to their children, the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So again, another amazing encounter where he's just doing his normal business as a priest in the temple and an angel appears. But that's not all. There's another one in Matthew. This one is with Joseph, the man who's engaged to Mary. I want you to listen to what it says in verse 18. It says, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet Isaiah. The virgin will be with child and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Okay, that's three angelic encounters with three different people. But there's one more. 
It's in Luke chapter 2 when the shepherds were in their field. It says, And the shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified when the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in a manger in claws and lying in the manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men in whom his favor rests. Four angelic encounters. To four different people, really, I guess you could say the shepherds was a whole group of people, each with a unique message to who the angel was speaking to, but there was one thing that they all had in common. Did you catch it? It was one phrase spoken every single time the angel appeared. Four words. Do not be afraid. And if there's anything that we need to hear in our world today, is it not that phrase? Don't be afraid. Because we live in a world that's filled with fear. I mean, I've told our church family several times, I can't watch the news anymore. Because it makes me afraid. It stirs anxiety. I mean, we all just have gone through what was a terrible global pandemic. And if you watch the news long enough, it'll stir the fear that there's another one coming right around the corner. Right? We hear the, the fears of wars that are escalating, and there's the worry that somehow we could get pulled into that. There's the fear of a failing economy, and are we headed for another recession, and, and what is that going to do to my ability to provide for my family? There's all kinds of political unrest and, 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 and social discord, and, and it creates fear. You know, if there were an angel who were to visit us tonight on Christmas Eve, I'm not sure exactly what he would say, but I know four words he would most certainly repeat. Do not be afraid. He told Mary, do not be afraid. I, 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 God sees you. You have favor in his sight. He told Zechariah, do not be afraid. God has heard your prayers. He told Joseph, do not be afraid. For Mary is with a child by the Holy Spirit who has come to forgive people of their sins. He told the shepherds, do not be afraid, for to you a Savior has been born. God sees. God hears. God cares. God came. Do not be afraid. So I know in a room like this, when families get together, there's no telling what kind of dynamics are going on. Some of it's really good. Some of it's really hard. I get that, right? Some of you are in the midst of difficulties in your marriage. Some of you have failing health. Some of you are worried about a lot of different things. Here's the message. Do not be afraid. God still sees. He sees you right where you are. He hears your prayers, prayers for hope, for reconciliation, for, for healing, for direction. God cares. He cares about your struggles. He cares about the difficulties that you face. And God came. 
He is present. And, and here's the thing. God came in order to enter into our suffering with us, not to stand distant from us so that he can't relate. In fact, the Bible tells us that he was tempted in all things and yet without sin. He came to enter into our lives and that truth remains even now in this moment. He came so that he can be present each and every day in each and every circumstance. No matter what is happening in the world around us, do not be afraid. God sees God hears, God cares, and God came. Amen? Father, thank you so much for the blessing of that reminder. I'm convinced in my own heart that if we were visited, even in this moment, by an angel that you sent, that you would speak those words. But here's the great thing. We don't have to hear from an angel to hear from you because all we do is open up your word and you speak to our hearts. And so even in this moment, you're telling us, no matter where we're at, no matter what we may be worried or concerned about, do not be afraid. I see you. I hear you. I care about you. And I came for you. You are our Savior. You came to forgive our sins. We know our Redeemer lives. And that one day he will stand upon the earth. Thank you for that promise. Amen. Well, again, Merry Christmas. We're so glad you came. Just a quick little um, word about what we're doing tonight and what you'll be doing over the next uh, day or so. I know that there are families in this room who are loving every minute of the time they have together. And man, it just soak it up. Because there are also families who don't have people that they care and love about sitting at their table this year. And we remember um, the importance of recognizing that even in the midst of great joy, there is sadness of those who miss those that uh, were a part of their family. But remember, God came so that we can be present with him and those we love who trust in him for all eternity. So this is just a temporary holding pattern. We enjoy every moment we have together. You've got to stop crying. <laughs> And so make sure you breathe in every moment possible with the people around you and love each other well. Give praise and glory to God who makes all things good. Amen? Amen. Merry Christmas. Have a great evening.